Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand hello you're listening to you okay hun a weekly advice podcast i'm your host executive producer of the popular japanese game show lizard attack <laughs> look it up on youtube dave <laughs> and i'm mona lisa hater soul eater eat my soul every day don't yeah, you yeah i do i love them tasty souls and we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet i will read the problems and my spiritual mentor mona lisa will do the emotional labor provide the realness and guide us to a workable solution or at least that's how it's supposed to work <clears throat> we need you to submit problems we know you have problems because who doesn't and we know you're listening. To submit, you can tweet or email us. That's at Podcast on Twitter and Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to stay utterly 100% anonymous, please visit curiouscat.me slash uokhun. Finally, if you're listening and enjoying, please subscribe for weekly episodes and drop us a review on iTunes, because every review helps us look really cool in front of our friends and gives us something to brag about at the high society dinner parties that we attend often. <laughs> I love how I make you do all the boring stuff. Yeah, you should do it one week. Should I? Yeah. I'd be, really, I? I'd be really up for doing that next week. Should or like I? April Fool's or something, you know, first of April. <laughs> um, and technically all that information is in the... And every bio podcast, well, every bio that I remember to put them in, yes. I, yeah, but then I have that's the thing people think you do all the work, but I actually have to go around and and actually add all that stuff into the bios when you forgot about it. I do all the work, <laughs> so winter, winter's so, upon winter, us, winter is upon us, March time, winter. I, I don't know, people are like, oh, it's snowing and it's March, is that not a thing that happens? I mean, global warming. How can that be real if it's Technically, snowing in March? Technically, more appropriate is climate change than global warming. Global warming. The ozone but, layer. The greenhouse <laughs> effect. I'm old enough to remember when we called it the greenhouse effect. So, does it not snow normally in March? Uh, I have no perception of, like, time, It so... doesn't snow normally any, ever in Scotland. It just fucking rains. No, that's not true, because my birthday's at the start of February, and it's snowed multiple times on my birthday. Yeah, but it's, so... it's like once or twice a year. I am a huge snow fan, as you're well aware. <laughs> I love Dave, the snow. as it turns out, and it, I feel like... I just haven't... It's like the one thing that's never really been hugely revealed to me is Dave's love of snow. I have a romantic idea <laughs> of a mystical winter wonderland <laughs> and I like to stand on fresh, crunchy, untouched snow and hold hands with my lover as I try to woo her and you'll never take that away from me. That's my thing that I like. Right, got it. Got so, yeah, it. Yeah, so, I mean... Glasgow was hit really hard for snow. Yeah, it kind of. I got I got snowed in off work for three days, which was great. The day was here. Yeah, because Lisa, if Lisa gets snowed in from work, she just has to go from like one room in the house to the other. Yeah, I have an office at home, so yeah. But the weird thing is, I was here. Well, yeah, and also providing good energy and not distracting you at all. Oh well, but the we and I was sick though, and I was like deliriously watching documentaries about the Zodiac Killer and I've decided that I've... Just cracked the case, guys. Just cracked the case, <laughs> I folks. I have cracked the case. It's a world first. <laughs> I have cracked the case. It had was, like a wall me. with string and photos and everything. It was a whole thing. 
But then I watch a lot of these things and feel like I've cracked the case. The only one I haven't cracked is Jack the Ripper. But Maker of Murderer, all those shows, I'm always like, know who did it, know what the situation is. I'm just an arrogant fucking idiot. You miss your calling, and you could have been a, a super detective. I wish I was you a detective. You should have been an Interpol. I wish I was a detective, but the problem is, to be a detective, you All have to like join, yeah, and you have to join the police. And you do you see me in that outfit, that like the, those shoes and those ugly hats, like no, no, ma'am, no, no, Not no, no. Not for me, thank you. Not for me. So I, I mean, I should have. I mean, I like to think of myself as Sherlock Holmes. So, but that's not, you can't really make money that way, so... Do you know what I like the most about you is that you're so humble. It's <laughs> my favourite thing about you. <laughs> I saw seven documentaries and I'm basically Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that's exactly me. Seven documentaries. I know. More like 7,000 documentaries. Um, yeah, know. so I was sick, so Dave was annoying me. and But then the weird thing is, <clears> sometimes <throat> I go like days without leaving the house because I get in this weird, like romantic writer idea and I sit in a dressing gown and like you know like with a bare light bulb like yeah, chain smoking cigarettes and drinking white russians yeah yeah, yeah pretty much um but the second that you're st- you're told not to really leave the house and it's like blizzarding outside you get really cabin fevery yeah I know and not to mention like if you do go outside it's not fun snow it's you know get smacked in the face by a snowball off a fucking nasty youth then go to a supermarket and you can't buy bread or milk everyone's panic buying bread like, get all the bread but bread. that's so I love it though but this is how you survive I mean in reality shouldn't we be buying like non-perishable things people are just like get all the fucking bread is that how people survive yeah, in bread. the snow bread yeah. That's what they say. If you're travelling in the red weather warning like we had, don't bother with like hot blankets or like... Hot blankets? Uh, yeah, hot blankets. Hot blankets. Warm blankets. <laughs> don't bother with warm blankets. How is it okay to say warm but not hot? How is, a bl- how is it okay for a blanket to be warm but as soon as I just upgrade that warm to hot, it's a problem? That's the mystery exactly. of the universe. That's, that's right. That's a fallacy of the English language. That right? is just, very true. Anyway, don't take any of that now. Just don't take like, you know, a, a backup phone charger. You need three things. Bacon, bread and milk. <laughs> Because that was the things you could not get from the supermarket. Also, you just need, like, full of, like, the most fucking horrible cunts to just be in Sainsbury's near your house, yep. just panic buying milk. And it's just... I know. It's so funny, because I would go into, like, Lidl or Tesco, which are kind of... And choose my words carefully here. <laughs> not as bourgeoisie as Sainsbury's is. Because where we live, we're getting it where we're in the middle of a, a gentrification at the moment, and a lot of the whites have moved in. And they all just shop in Sainsbury's. And there's a Tesco right next to it. There's a little up the road. But they all just go to Sainsbury's. So Sainsbury's was like devastated. Hey, all you're the, leaving out the most iconic of all the shops, Farm Foods, which Farm I secretly foods, yes. love. Farm Foods, fucking very well stocked. That's where I got most of our supplies from. But uh, yeah, so Sainsbury's was literally all the all the Chardonnay, um, <laughs> all the fucking gammon, all the Grey Poupon, Gone. <laughs> Just absolutely all the all the filet mignon. It was chaos. Like Tesco was like normally could not get my foie gras at all. Tom, Tesco's was normally busy, and then Sainsbury's was just like hell. Right. But people are going to think we're that because we shop in Sainsbury's. I shop in Sainsbury's because it's close to my house, and it's the only place you can get the cat litter that I need. <laughs> but then my, it's just a tiny Sainsbury's, reason. and then it's a tiny Tesco. For the main, like we just have to take what you can get because yeah. we're poor and we don't have a car. Can I, I want to make a point about the winter weather, okay. if I may. Mm. Seen a lot of people, a lot of people 
popping out the woodwork to say things like, oh, pathetic, a little bit of snow and Britain grinds to a halt. How is it that other countries can uh, can have snow, like Canada and Scandinavia are fine, or we just wilt at the sight of a little bit of snow? Well, do you know what? I've got an answer to that fucking question. We do not fund any of the preparation services for bad weather. Yeah. We have no gritters, we have no salt, we have no money in infrastructure, and don't think for a second that things don't get fucked up in other countries. I had a little look the other day. Norway? People dying. People died this week also, in Norway because also, of the cold. it's not a definite that we're going to get this weather. Like, yeah. sometimes it doesn't snow properly. Like, like, and obviously, like, even if it does snow in certain parts of Britain, even certain parts of a city, and the rest of the city, you don't even notice it. Like, here, normally, where we live in the middle of Glasgow, you don't even really... Snow doesn't even really lay here it just is gone yeah but like so because it's not a constant thing we don't prepare for it like for example in canada they change their tires they prepare they have it because they know it's a certain four by fours every year yeah definitely whereas we don't really prepare for it because it might not happen and you would look foolish i know driving about in your snow (laughs) tires when it's like three degrees outside (laughs) and a little bit rainy i've got at least i've got a four by four can I also make a point about last week's episode? Yes. Just one. I really missed a trick here, and I'm, I'm pretty gutted about this, because yeah. I really pride myself on my ridiculously, I mean, unimportant pop culture knowledge yeah. that no one needs to actually know. And we talked about Hachetsburg, and we talked about in our first problem. Now, turns out, I so I knew that Tina Turner, this is kind of a random link, but I knew that Tina Turner was obsessed with our past lives and talked about this. Now, what I didn't know was who she thought she was in her past life. That was her chipset, was it? Yes. Okay. Now, the song, I Might Have Been Queen, was actually written by other songwriters based on Tina Turner talking about her her past life. Wow. So... I mean, I'm acting like I'm not surprised because you told me about this immediately as soon as you found out Honestly, last weekend, like, so. I felt like I was heartbroken. Oh, yeah, let's just, let's I was just like, let's... Do, let's wow, really? Let's just delete the old podcast. Like, let's just delete that episode <laughs> so I, do, I, I don't... I'm not shunned and uh, I feel so ashamed not knowing that. I mean, I'd like to console you, but you have let the side down. <sighs> I bring you here for your irrelevant pop culture knowledge. Well, and also, this week's slightly different because I do know the topic of the first... Mm-hmm. Problem, and I've actually prepared some notes. Oh, at least you got some noties, eh? Yeah, Note I don't notes. normally have notes, and I feel all like. Mm-hmm, well, I forgive you for not knowing about Tina Turner. So shall we just put that? It's just us? that's kind of the. Oh, the thing made a noise. Hello. That's kind of the nonsense that I would know. Yeah, it is. Why are you doing this noises, computer? Stop it. Shall we move on to our first problem? Yes. Okay. Get ready for this letter. Okay, I'm it, excited it is, to hear it. It is th- it thick and juicy, as far as letters go. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, Mona Lisa and Dave. I am under attack. I'm scared to leave my house for fear of oppression and violence. There is a systematic injustice being perpetrated against me and others like me. But where's my telethon? Where is my viral GoFundMe? Where is my hashtag, my award show dress code, my global protest? We talk about being a culture of inclusivity and tolerance, but I am excluded and untolerated everywhere I go, even my safe space. Yes, 
I am of the most marginalised and oppressed socio-political groups there are anywhere on the planet at any time in human history, the American pro-gun lobbying class. Good God. You may know me from my right-wing shock talk radio show, my anti-Semitic tweets, or my terrifying propaganda videos as NRA spokesperson. But first and foremost, I am a good old Texas gal who loves to fuck her guns. So, sorry, that was a typo. Who fucking loves her guns. <laughs> but things are at a breaking point for us wealthy, white, conservative gun owners. For years, our personal freedoms have been eroded and throttled by extreme authoritarian communist dictators like singer John Bon Jovi, actor Sarah Jessica Parker, TV host Rosie O'Donnell, the Christian Publishing Society, Hallmark greeting cards, and Ben and Jerry's ice cream and frozen yogurts. It is written in our sacred constitution, a document drafted by slave owners to protect our backwards libertarian ideology 300 years ago, that we should be able to grab a musket or blunderbuss and blow the powdered wig right off the president's head if he became tyrannical. So why are these bloodthirsty liberals trying to disarm us? Liberals will try to sway you with so-called facts, like 3% of Americans own 50% of the guns, or a quarter of Americans own all the guns, or there is one gun per person in the USA. They will try to tell you that the murder rate in America is five times higher than the UK, and that 60% of those murders were gun-related. Well, here's a fact for you lib sickos. 100% of gun owners own 100% of the freedom and liberty that are inalienable rights of sovereign US citizens. But, despite that incredibly persuasive statistic, things are just getting worse. Yes, another sick-minded freak has misunderstood the purpose of an AR-15 assault weapon and used it to shoot people, his high school classmates specifically, but the libs couldn't be happier about it. I've actually done my research. My Twitter friend, Hitler Himmler Pepe Anime 88, linked me to a very interesting YouTube journalist called the White Wolf of Valhalla, who discovered on Reddit that the shooter, despite the swastikas engraved on his ammunition casings, was actually a huge Obama supporter, and that actually the whole thing was faked by Hillary Clinton's satanic sex cult using crisis actors so they have an excuse to take away our guns and make us all transgender. Open your eyes, sheeple. The truth is out there. Guns just simply aren't the problem here. It's clearly a lack of guns that's the issue. We've been saying for years, teachers need guns. Personally, I don't think that's going far enough. And I won't rest until every student also carries a child-friendly Colt Mustang XSP and a Smith & Wesson Special Forces M9 tactical bayonet for their own safety. But the libs just won't have it. What can I do to make them see that, despite the overwhelming evidence, the USA has it right and everyone else has it wrong? Yours, rootingly and tootingly, Dana Loesch, NRA spokesperson. Oh. What to get? What to get your teeth into there? Oh. Thank that you was... for thank you for the letter, Dana. Oh, that was just, just the worst. Her words, not mine. Oh. You all right there? Oh. You look you look spiritually drained. Yeah, yeah, that that it just, yeah, it just oh that was yeah, <laughs> those people are the worst. They are the worst. I, I just I, I mean, <sighs> are you okay? Yeah, you need a I, I just it says that the whole see that America and the gun thing. I just like not to just I'm not trying to sum this up, and this is all we're going to say about it, but I just don't get it. 
Yeah. It's... It's like... It's so alien to us. Well, okay, so, I mean, everyone talks about, you know, there's been mass shootings in other places, and everyone talks about how we've handled them. Mm-hmm. And it's not that alien to us in the way that a, a shooting happened, you know, in our country. Yeah. Well, I remember that when we were in school. I know, I remember I was in school one day and I heard there had been a, a school shooting, like, what, 40, 50 miles down the road in Dunblane? Yeah, I went to uni with the girl who was at the school. Well, there you go. So we have experienced it, technically. Not first-hand. Um, I've never been shot at school. So, like, I, what I, did, I wanted to bring some notes, just a little bit of facts about shootings. I don't know if that's boring to people, but I feel like we should put it out there. So technically there was a shooting before Dunblame in the UK. It was in Hungerford um, in 87. I don't know about that one 16 people were killed. Okay. Um, He was used a handgun and two semi-automatic rifles. Now that was actually caused the semi-automatic rifles to be banned in the UK. Ah, okay. And then obviously Dunblame happened in 96, killing 16 children and one teacher. Tumbling, if for people that don't know, was a primary school, um, and it was a it was a large adult man that carried out the shooting, wasn't it? it? Wasn't like a a pupil or whatever. And it was he used four legally held handguns. Yeah. So, basically, handguns were like effectively banned in Britain, with the exception, obviously, I said Britain rather than UK because mm-hmm. the exception was Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, there was only there has actually been another killing spree in the UK in two thousand and ten, mm-hmm. with using a shotgun and rifle because technically when you was can. Two thousand and ten. Why do I? Why, who, I don't know anything about that. Oh my god, that's the one thing I didn't write notes about because I was like, <laughs> oh god, oh well. I'm just gonna pass over that. Um, all I really know is it was a guy, and one of the first kill, killed was his twin. And now I feel super guilty for not knowing about this. Oh, no, the twin the twin murderer, the twin mm. spree Which killer. I should be interested in, being a twin. Yeah, and also wanting to kill your twin so badly. It's <laughs> totally a joke, Chris Day. Don't even know what he's talking <laughs> That's about. Joke. That's just kidding, of um, Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you can still own shotguns and rifles in the UK, but you have to go through a huge amount of... Well, this is it. Like, so one Checking. Of the, this is one of the things I find really weird about it. You know, people have this idea that Guns are banned everywhere else. Yeah, like I other countries three people don't... with guns. Well, also... I've shot a gun. Also, apparently in Germany and Sweden have, uh-huh. like, ridiculous amounts of guns. Um, so, yeah, basically in the UK you have to go through checks, you have to... Everyone that lives in the house with the gun has to go through, like, they check your criminal record and everything. Guns got to be safely held in, like, a, in a sort of government inspected cabinet which with bolted to the floor like there's all these yeah. regulations around it ammunition has to be stored separately blah 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 blah. it's all very so there is okay maybe there is a touch less personal freedom when it comes to guns there but i know three people who've got guns i fired a gun in the uk it, it had a little scope on it I, no one told me how to hold it properly and when it fired it recoiled and gave me a black eye i've never even touched a gun uh, it's it's horrible to be honest i just and obviously, a lot of no one. Oh, I just don't understand it. Another country people talk about is Japan. Yes. So they have basically zero tolerance to all guns. Okay. Um. So they basically have zero tolerance to all guns at all. Like they're just completely. And it basically it didn't happen because of a mass shooting or anything. Basically, just Japan got a bit, you know, organized crime, violent, and and they banned basically guns at and swords. 
Fans swords. swords. It was in the thing. It was like guns and swords. So oh, the they poor do. Samurai will be at work. <laughs> so they do allow. Well, that was actually a big issue, to be honest, because they actually had to like it was like the buyback, or you legally had to get hand in all your guns mm-hmm. and swords, and there was a huge issue because a lot of the swords were like antiques and stuff. Ah. Um. So basically, you are, do you are allowed shotguns or air rifles for hunting, but to get a gun. It is a process. What is the process? So, I, this I just thought was really interesting to break down the process of how to get a gun in mm-hmm. Japan. So, you have to attend an all-day class, which sounds, you know, not that much. Okay. Then you have to take a written exam. You have to pass a shooting <laughs> range <laughs> test. What are the questions like on the written exam? Which end does the bullet come out <laughs> of? Should you, A, put the gun <laughs> up to your face, or B, hold it away from your face? You have to pass a shooting range test. You have to get a score of at least 95%. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, you need to be able to know you how to, to be shoot. be a fucking gun master. You have to get mental health and drug tests. You have to criminal record checks. Police checks that you have no connection that they can find out to any extremist groups. They check your relatives, but also your work colleagues. So basically everyone you know. Oh, wow, okay. They check, the police obviously check. There's a rules like the UK... Of where your guns are stored. Imagine how gutted you'd be if you were like, yeah, you're almost there, we're going to get you that gun, uh, I know you're really interested and in like guns. And like Susan for finance, fucking, fucking hate Susan you. Finance. And she's all like, yeah, no, he's a fucking monster. And they're yep. like, nope, no gun Fuck you, you, Susan. Right? Um, so yeah, obviously, like here, the, there's a specific ways the guns have to be stored. Police will come and check that. Mm-hmm. They also check the guns and that they're stored properly yearly. Um... After three years, your license runs out and you have to do the whole thing over again. Oh, holy shit. And all handguns are banned. Are they just trying to bore people out of having Pre- guns? Well, pretty much, to be honest. People would just be like, oh, God, this is such a... Oh. See, even listening to the amount of red tape involved in that, it's actually kind of turning me into a bit of an NRA gun nut. Because well, that mean, sounds like hell on earth. Well, and it's like in Australia too. Obviously, in Australia, is another big country. After a mass shooting in Port Arthur in 96, 35 people were killed. All these, basically, laws came around. I mean, Australia just didn't really even have that many gun laws. Mm. And they basically did the gun buyback. So the government basically bought all the guns and they mm-hmm. melted about more than 650,000 firearms. And what's weird about the Australia thing, like, obviously, and in place, it put in loads of regulations about firearms and who owns them and all that stuff. And you know one thing that happened in Australia? Obviously, they noticed crime went down in terms of just gun crime, not just mass shootings, but also suicides with guns. Of course. But, well, you know, in America, your insurance goes up when you get a gun. Like, your, your insurance uh, costs really? go up because you're, like, way more... Like, that's what the majority of, like, gun-related deaths are in America, is yeah, suicide. Yeah, no, they are. You're way more likely to kill yourself if you own a gun. Well, and the, the weird thing is, you know how... Because obviously there's a perception of America, like, America and their guns. But, you know, Australia's kind of got that too. Australia's kind of like, you know, the Wild West in a way. And they love guns. You know, they have that kind of feel. But Australia were kind of like, oh, this is clearly a problem. Let's... I'm scared someone's going to come after us and shoot us now if we talk about this. I want that. That would be amazing. Do imagine the pure story. Shot? Well, a little bit. <laughs> imagine the story. Like, Imagine it just like grazed you. You'd be like, <laughs> I was attacked by a, a fucking crazed gun nut. You get in the cover of like this life. Mm. You can go on this morning. You could, oh, you could do lots with that. You could leverage your position to, like, make it, like, a charity fund and run away with the money. It just seems like in America, like, the the way they... 
I, I just don't understand it. I, I mean, it's it's tied, like, I think, uh, obviously, Dana, in her letter that she wrote, not yet, yep. um, talked about the Constitution. And every country has a Constitution, but the Americans, it's, like, built into their, like, cultural identity. Wait, do they? Yeah. A Constitution is Am basic- I being incredibly ignorant, but... Well, I mean, not really, because Constitutions are, like, a really boring part of, like, the legal framework of how a country right. runs that no one ever needs to know You're about You're right, because it is just only America talks about it. Yeah, no one... I mean, wow. every country's got a Constitution. Right. It is literally just, like, the founding framework of how the law of government and the law of the land works, essentially. Mm. That's, like, <clears throat> massively reductive. That's right. what it is, right? Okay, okay. But America, for some reason... <clears throat> has the constitution like baked into their 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 cultural identity like it's like america was this place where religious nuts and then free market capitalists went and someone created the constitution and for some reason they were just like yeah let's uphold this and it's really simple and it's just like the right to fucking bear arms and the right to freedom of speech and all this shit it's so reductive, and because that's the because the weird thing is, right? Obviously, you have the like, how do we understand the crazy American gun obsession? But then it's like, you know, you could be like, well, I want this, because basically it comes down to people being like, well, I want this, so I'm gonna have it, right? Well, I mean, I could want a bazooka, but like, oh, I, really I can't have it. So, but obviously, legally, I can't have it. So that's, that's, you know. You're right. We should definitely start writing letters to MPs mm. and march in the streets. We want bazookas. I mean, I don't want a bazooka, to I be do honest. A little bit. But, you know, that's the problem with America. Mm-hmm. Because no matter you, no matter how sort of petulantly, childishly, I want this thing, you actually can sort of justify it mm-hmm. by the fucking constitution. And because that's always the, the end, like, full stop of the argument. Mm hmm. And and that is basically the problem. Like, I just... It's so weird to me. Like, do you know what's interesting actually I meant to say to you? Because a lot of the people justify it as protection. Yeah. And in America, and I think in Japan, you have to have a reason for why you have want a gun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be like, I'm a farmer or whatever. Or like, you know, I'm a hunter. But self-protection... I'm a, I'm self, a gangster. I'm self, a G. Self-protection can't be a reason. Okay, really? But they they say that's unjust, like it's not justified. Well, that seems weird. Well, why though? Well, I mean, I'm just saying if you're going to have a reason. Well, but the funny thing is that I self defense what, seems to so be f- kind of top no. of the list of reasonable ones. Well, what's so funny to me is about the the self protection aspect is how many of these like white middle aged men with guns are are ever needing protected from anyone? Well, Surely they are. If, the, 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 that's how they see it, though. Yeah, they're protecting, I know. They're protecting their money, they're protecting their wealth, they're yeah, protecting so their it's privilege. That, yeah, completely. But it's so funny, like, in reality, if the guns were actually needed for protection, then shouldn't we give them to, like, all the, like, trans women or, you know, just women in general? And that's a really common pro-gun point in America as well, though. Ah, we should just give them to all these people too. Well, yeah, because, I mean, well, it's not even that we should give it to them, it's that, you know, uh, you know, LGBTQ people, trans people, people of colour are like, uh, a woman, even women are just like, yeah, don't tell me I can't have my gun, because um, I think a, a black man in America is 13 times more likely to get shot than a white mm-hmm. man. Uh, a woman who is a victim of domestic abuse is five times more likely to get shot if her husband has a or partner rather has a gun, mm. and obviously we know about the stats for like 
violence against trans people. Well, so a lot of them, are, the argument that a lot of them make is that, okay, I have a gun, I want a gun, it makes me feel better to have a gun because I'm more likely to get hurt. Well, I guess that's a really complicated argument because when you are actually vulnerable in society, you should have the ability to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. But the people that own guns are not these people. Well, a lot of them do, though, and that's why they're like, hey, shut up about gun control, I want my gun. And that's that's quite difficult. Yeah, but that's not the majority of gun owners. No, the majority of gun owners are... Well, that's what I'm talking about, though. The majority of gun owners are people but, that are not vulnerable. But then how do you address gun control without well, touching that's, everyone, you know? Well, I guess that's the problem. I mean, take gun all the guns off everyone and give only vulnerable people tasers. And that's where the next problem comes up that people always say. Because I would look at... Yeah, how do of, you determine the vulnerability into, of someone? No, 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 not even that. I'd be looking at the good gun control arguments. Right. And the next one is, the pl- people consider the, rightly, in my opinion, consider the police to be a kind of very, like, systematically violent and oppressive force that's there to protect corporate interests and property as much as, if not a lot more, than citizenry. And yeah. obviously in America, you've got things like Black Lives Matter, yeah, things yeah. like that, for good reason. Uh-huh. And the problem is people say, well... We take away our guns, and all you're left are like fucking police who've got these like armored cars, assault rifles with fucking like make my day emblazoned on the oh, side. No, when of I stuff. say take away and the guns, I think they should take away all the police's <clears throat> guns too. But, but this becomes the problem. Like, how do you go about such a sort of mammoth undertaking for a country that's so obsessed with guns? It's not even obsessed with. I mean, they are. Like, think about like guns. see people like Dana Loesch who wrote the letter. Uh-huh. Not me. Imagine trying to take guns off someone like that. Well, but okay, they will barricade themselves guns. in their homes. But what, right, and shoot okay, them. right. But the guns is like the 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 result. So what is what's the i what's the fear? What's the thinking behind the gun? Because right, firstly, I do think there is an element of the gun issue that is just like almost like collecting Pokemon cards. They just want them to want them to have them mm-hmm. to like look at them and like they're like weird collectors. Mm-hmm. But just instead of like. China dolls, they're collecting guns. That's a really small element of it. So, so much of the of the gun thing is this... Well, America has this element of fear. Like when we're talking about the militarisation of the police. Mm-hmm. Like they genuinely... Oh, the war on drugs, which is just nonsense. And they're like, wow, the war on drugs, we need a fucking armoured f- tank. Mm. For what? <laughs> what, are you going to arrest like three fucking meth dealers and a, and a tank? Yeah. That's what they think. Yeah, that's the problem. You're right, it is fear. And that's the thing. Like, all these people, like, American police are racist, right? On the whole, they're racist and they shoot black people because they're racist. But the part of the racism is that they're like, well, this is a young black person with a gun. They're going to kill me. I better kill them first. Yeah, completely. Even if they are, you know, Philandra Castile, who is a fucking legal gun owner, who said, Officer, I have a gun. It is in here. I'm not going to touch it. Then got fucking blasted to death. Like, and, you know, the NRA didn't have jack shit to say about that, by the way. Mm. Like, the police in America, this whole culture, this fucking dirty Harry fucking fear of the like the, this caricature of like what a drug dealer is from like an eighties film with a leather jacket and a mohawk and like yeah. a chain going from the nostril to their ear. Who're like, yeah, fuck you, cap, and I'm gonna whack out like a Tommy gun and like, <laughs> like it's bullshit. I mean, it's all complete bullshit. But this is this is what interests me about the gun control thing. Like, I agree with you. You're totally right. But how do you how do you treat the the symptom of 
the, the cultural symptom of people who are obsessed with it. The Fox, let's call it the fucking the Fox News culture. I guess How do we, you treat those people? Well, to be honest, I think we have to understand, you have to see America for what it is and they have to see themselves for what they are, which they never will. America is still the Wild West. Mm-hmm. But they've like dressed themselves up in like fancy, not regular human people clothes. And like they like to act like, oh, look, we have like... You know, we don't, you know, there's less syphilis now and like, look, we have like, the the streets aren't so dusty, so we're not the Wild West, when they fucking are. Mm -hmm. And it's that fear, that fear, like, shoot or be shot, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's like this rampant panic of, of, um, uh, in in the whole of America. And it's just insane. Mm. And I guess ultimately the guns are like a symptom of that. But then I guess the problem, I think what we can really, although handguns are hugely problematic, I think a big problem with especially a lot of the mass shootings that have happened recently is the problem with the semi-automatic guns. Yeah. And that's something that could definitely be fixed with gun control laws. Yeah. Because, you know, and let's face it, they say that about a lot of these mass shooters. No. Can I just say here, mm. right? So it, no one is no one who is like a kind of right wing Republican American pro gun redneck is going to be listening to this. If they were, that's true. If they were, they would start coming at you with some gun facts and tell you technically an AR fifteen is not an automatic rifle. It's the uh, a bump stock you can buy for it, which makes it behave like an automatic rifle. It just works the same as like a kind of old wooden rifle that like some right. old hunter man's well, got. I mean, see, to be honest though, why do you need that kind of gun anyway? to kill a deer right or a bear but you, how many deers are you killing like 10,000 fucking um, and like in a row coming right? at you and like, like zombies well, when you're like, did, <laughs> yeah, deers, I mean down. come on like I mean let's not even get to the moral discussion of hunting and why that's fucking horrifying mm-hmm. so do you know actually they've tried gun control in America once before no yeah they actually did start to restrict and this is like again a lot of the reason that people are you know people who we might be on the same side as, you know, they're not kind of redneck conservative gun waving cowboy lunatics have a bit of scepticism towards gun control. Was that it was actually Reagan, weirdly. And you know why he brought in gun control? Hmm. Because the Black Panthers hmm. started to do armed patrols who would be watching the police in Oakland to make sure they weren't doing anything illegal or immoral. So you can imagine whose guns they tried to take away first. The black people! Right. Um, I just think, like, a lot of the problems with America are, like, so cultural. Mm-hmm. And it's such part of their national identity mm-hmm. as the pure fucking cowboy, freedom, democracy-loving, warmonger figure. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't see... I, I, I think that everyone who, everyone who says, like, America should ban guns says it in good faith. Mm-hmm. But I just... I think there's a lot of like cultural work to be done before they're even in a position where they could even start doing that because uh, they'll never disarm the police. They're, if if anything, they'll continue to like arm the police more and more. And you're right. If I lived in America, I I, think I would I'd want feel nervous about. I would feel nervous about, you know, only the police being armed because I mean. The police are, in America are terrifying. Yeah, I mean, guns are literally the cause of uh, so much death and suffering in America, but I don't think it's as just as simple as a lot of people I make mean, out when they no, talk about it. No, you're right, because when guns were kind of effectively, not completely, but like, you know, 
were talked about these regulations that happened in the UK and Australia and you know Japan and there's a, a lot of regulations in a lot of other countries. There wasn't this public outcry, this mm-hmm. this obsession with the gun. Like you know, take U- the UK for example. Obviously, Dunblane was the kind of final straw yeah, in that in that back, right? in that situation and. People were just so horrified at what happened. They're just like, uh, you know that comedian Jim Jeffries? He did a really famous gun control bit. And he talks about Australia's gun control thing. And he just says, like, you know, the government were like, right, that's enough, give us your guns. And everyone was like, fair enough. Please understand that I understand that Australia and America are two vastly different cultures with different people, right? I get it. In Australia, we had the biggest massacre on earth. And the Australian government went, that's it. No more guns. And we all went... <laughs> And we all went, yeah, right, then that seems fair enough. Really. <laughs> and that's that, that's kind of what it was like, because it wasn't such an integral part of their cultural well, identity yeah, to I be think armed. Completely. Same as in the UK. I mean, more so in the UK, I would say. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, people didn't have that. They didn't really care, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not saying nobody cared, but there wasn't this, and that that's the thing, the connection that Americans have with their guns. I fucking are, love those guns I so much. I would love to know, like, what, like, psychologists or, like, even anthropologists talk, say about Americans and their guns. It's, 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 it's weirdly intimate to mm-hmm. the American idea of what it is to be an American. Yeah, completely. Like, the guns... Guns are in, like, the, well, I mean, again, I, I know we talked about the Constitution, but they, rightly or wrongly, almost treat the Constitution like a Bible. But what's weird about it, it is... talks about guns. Yeah, but there's no, like... I mean, you know, there's no, like, updated version. No. Like, you, there's... I mean, it's like the Bible. Take the Bible. I know people still dumbly reference word-by-word word specific parts and then purposely leave out the parts they don't want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, the shellfish. Exactly. But, like, you know, there's a lot of things written in the Bible or even the Constitution that were perhaps relevant at that time. Yep. A and set of wooden dentures for every man who owns four acres of land. I mean, technically, his, his teeth weren't wooden. Okay, so I wasn't talking about him, but thanks for shitting on me. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But, like, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it still wasn't even relevant. Well, you don't have to then. expand on that. Who are you talking about? George Washington, what was his teeth really <laughs> made of? Was it slaves' teeth? Probably. No, they actually, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Apparently, there's evidence. I read an article about it saying that he had a set of dentures made <laughs> of other hell. people's teeth. And they're just and, like, ah, slaves. And this is the man who wrote the Constitution? Possibly. I don't know much about America. <laughs> Did George Washington write the Constitution? Was it, did he write it on horseback when he was writing about to saying be the honest, British are coming? I, I wish I knew, like, I don't really know that much. I mean, I know some about American history, but I wish I knew less because I'm so <laughs> fucking tired of hearing about it. Yeah, the right. world is huge and all we fucking get in the West is just fucking American bullshit. And I'm just so bored of it. Their history is like 300 years. Who gives a fuck? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, really? <sighs> right. Well, um, we do apparently, because we just keep making podcasts about America and losing listeners from America, and now no one from America listens because we just talked about America too much and we're mean about it. We're British. We were, we're the worst in the world. We are the worst. We're the, like, we're the OGs of being a fucking asshole on the world stage. Right, yeah. I mean, in reality, like, America is like the shitty younger brother 
of right. like who's tortured animals. Yeah, like Britain really we invented horrifying countries. Right. Like you want to be some sort of horrifying country that's affected every other country in the world and like led to so much destruction and murder and pain. Really, Britain is where it's at. So as a citizen of the worst nation in the history of the world, what advice would you give to the debutante America for dealing with a gun problem? I just think they need like other hobbies. Right? Just get collect just get other stuff. Do you ever try train spotting? Or like collect like celebrity Barbies or Pogs, was that what they were called? Press butterflies, maybe? Press butterflies. Yeah, in a little book, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Pogs, was that what they were called? Pogs, yeah. This little thing. Um, Like, do something else with your time. Maybe get into... Why don't you start a YouTube channel, do some makeup tutorials? That's a lot of people doing that now. Are you saying... I mean, let's not say shit like that just because she's a woman. Oh, I was talking to America. Oh, to America Not directly to Dana Loesch. Oh my God! (laughs) You made me a sexist. Oh my god, but although I would kind of like her, her YouTube... Gosh, to be honest, I'm kind of glad you were here because I just said that and it just like went out there and everyone was like, he said Dana Loesch should do a YouTube channel because she's a woman. <laughs> although I would quite like to see her YouTube channel of her makeup tutorials. Well, I am going to splice in... Have you ever seen any of her videos? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to cut the audio for one of the videos into here anyway so we can have a listen to it because uh, if anyone has never heard Dana Loesch talk about... Uh, guns and the threat to freedoms, then you will be very excited. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. And then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance, all to make them march, make them protest, make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia, to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law-abiding, until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. And when that happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. What do they do with their guns? And I think guns are quite a lot of maintenance. Don't they require quite a lot of cleaning and all this stuff? just seems like so much hassle. For what? What do you just take it out and look at it? Do you shoot... Something yeah, they got the shooting range, cans, don't they? They got oh, the shooting range. Cans. Look at me as a I know, right? Cans. Cans in your back garden. Like, right. probably should Like, they walk down the train tracks hand in hand and go shoot cans off a fence post well, with their uncle's America rifle. why can't America just have it that you can't privately own guns, but you can go and shoot them at a gun range? I think you've solved it. Because, obviously, like, they need to get stricter on how you buy guns. Because, you know, you can just buy them in Walmart, but you do require a gun check. Oh, no, it's... wait, no, someone shot up a school, so now you can't buy a gun until you're 21. Problem solved. Well, do you know, you don't actually get an FBI check or whatever, like, when you buy them at a gun show. Which was a bit shocking. Oh, that's right, yeah. Or, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can just go buy one off Craigslist as well, right? Also, you could just buy them off of your neighbour or whatever. But, yeah, I just think America just needs to get over the gun thing. Like, stop. It's not the Wild West. Like, you're not like Billy the Kid. Yeah. Chill out with that. I mean, honestly, I like I couldn't hate Westerns anymore. But just... Stop fantasising about this, like, world that is not reality. Right. Stop fucking your guns, basically. Essentially, yeah. Take the, take the gun 
out of your vagina, madam. Sir, please take your penis out of the barrel. Your penis, surely he would put it up his butt. Well, I guess he could do that, How yeah. How would he put his penis in I don't know. Barrel? I feel like most kind of like the sort of person that would, you know, fuck her, their gun would be kind of homophobic about putting stuff in their butt. Ah, that maybe, yeah, okay. I mean, that's what they should be doing because that's where the prostate is. So that's where they get the most enjoyment. But, <laughs> you know, they're probably not going to do that. Or maybe they just squeeze come, their maybe sad, they just fat wank, old American maybe, cock down the barrel even though how, it doesn't go in properly. How, no, they just probably would wank onto the guns. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, Maybe that would, that. like, fit affect the metal. Or maybe they would just, like, send their gun rape threats on the internet or something because that's apparently how most men express themselves sexually now. Mm. Like, make a Twitter account for the gun and just start leaving it messages calling it a Jew or whatever. <laughs> that works, right? <laughs> I personally would like for people outside of America to maybe think a little bit harder about how they're addressing it instead of just sharing kind of liberal puff pieces that just like regurgitate the same talking points because Americans have been having that conversation for a long time it's it is, not as simple as just getting is, rid of it guns. is not getting through to the gun lobby let's yeah. be let's be reduce it to that basically yeah. they are not listening and they are the ones that are stopping it from happening so change tact a little bit uh-huh. right yeah. That seem reasonable? Yeah. Oh, go. no, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Right, so we've solved the gun problem. We have. Uh, Shall we move on to yeah. another problem? Should we just fucking fix all the world's rules today? <laughs> Let's do it. You ready? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I am incredibly fortunate to come from a wealthy family. Like, Great. 1% wealthy. Ugh. For what it's worth... My first-generation parents and immigrant grandparents made all their money on their own. I chose to work in a job that makes about mm, 30% of what I otherwise could because I feel responsibility to give back and I really love what I do. My problem is some of my co-workers who constantly disparage people with money and people who come from money. Even though they don't know that I'm one of these people, it's hard for me to nod along and just let someone disparage me and my family, grouping all rich people together as evil or mocking trust fund recipients as lazy do-nothings when I know it's not true. I'm right here in the trenches doing the same work as them. I don't want to say, hey, I'm one of those people, but how can I deal with it when it feels like my family and I are constantly being put down? I mean, I couldn't have eye-rolled... Kill yourself! I mean, I'd, oh, I feel like that's becoming my catchphrase and I say it too often. I disagree. I think you should say it more because I wish I mean, this person would. I mean, so I couldn't have eye-rolled more. Like, I feel like I saw the my own brain. <laughs> like, I... I... <sighs> I mean, okay, so firstly, if I was, to, you know, if this person was to listen to this podcast, because I did steal that from the internet, so they probably are never going to hear this, please understand... That people that are wealthy, like 1% wealthy, did not deserve that much wealth. No one who's that wealthy deserves that much money. It's just not a thing. Like, you cannot do any en- enough work or be great enough or provide enough to the human race to have fucking more money than 99% of the fucking world's population. You can't. It's just not a thing. No. Like, if one person can own more than the combined bottom 50% of people in the world, you're saying that someone is literally 3 billion times better than a normal human being, and no one is 3 billion times better. I think the maximum better you can be than someone is like 10. I'm 10 times better than Hitler. 
That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry for that rant. I just... I really am fucking done with these people who are like, oh, my parents and grandparents worked really hard for their billions. So, I mean, see, that right. I mean, honestly, I'm like holding this in because I feel like if I just start ranting about this, I'll like <laughs> never stop or I'll just spontaneously combust. You are smouldering a little bit over there. So, so f- I mean, firstly, the argument about people working hard for what they get. Uh. Working hard is not a fucking justification or a reason behind your extreme wealth. Because if that was a reason, then everyone that works hard would be that rich. And they're not. All those millionaire coal miners. So, mm, yeah, exactly. Now, see, there's, I mean, firstly, there's boohooing of this fucking dickhead. I know, right? Can I just say as well, like, oh, I've decided to fucking step down into the streets with the pure people. Well, I love how, I love how, is it a guy? Did you say it was a guy? There is, it's an ungendered letter. Okay, so I love how this person, I love how firstly they're they're coming, they're putting themselves across like they're this really humble, Mm -hmm. like, person because look they're doing this job that they don't have to I'm like see if you're really fucking humble or empathetic at all you would understand firstly why do people hate rich people why well you know why people hate rich people because they're too damn sexy <laughs> because they're the fucking worst and oh I just oh my god I mean look I, and I get it though I get it see if you're rich I get why you do this why you justify this because you know what it, you feel guilty Yep. And you know that you, you shouldn't have this. Because mm-hmm. here's the tea, right? We can complicate things. And we could talk about, like, stocks and this amount of money. And we could talk about, like, businesses and net worth or whatever we could talk about, right? Ultimately, imagine the world is ten people in a room. And everyone else has one fucking chocolate button. And you have ten thousand. <laughs> You're the fucking asshole in that room. Yeah. Everyone's like, why do we only have one? And he, and everyone eventually has to eat the chocolate button. And you're just sitting there being like, well, I have 10,000. Right. You're the fucking asshole. That's just the world. It's <laughs> a no, bigger um, scale. Actually, you have one chocolate button because you clean the streets for 12 hours a day. I have 10,000 chocolate buttons because my grandfather started a shop and, and then he amalgamated into another shop and then he became a publicly traded company and people uh, invested in him and that company just grew and grew. But actually, we pay a living wage to our workers, so we're actually really good people. And we can talk about like, oh, but I do charity work and I give this much to charity and I do this and I do that. That still doesn't. Like, your deficit is not cleared for if you do that. Like, you're still sitting with your fucking tent and maybe you've got your 9,000 chocolate buns. Maybe you give a 1,000 of them away. That's still so much more. You, you, we have to understand it, life and every, the world is about balance. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem here. This is why rich people, rich, hugely rich people don't, actually don't work. Like, everyone, society is awful. Everyone's depressed. Everyone hates life. The world is crumbling. Capitalism failed. All these things are because the world needs balance. Mm-hmm. And rich people create that imbalance. One or two or however many people should not own so much, whereas everyone else gets nothing. And you need to think of it as simply... I know my chocolate button analogy was dumb, but ultimately it comes down to as simple as, simple as that. Why should other people work hard 
suffer, try, put in effort for so little, whereas you put in, even if you put in some effort, but you get so much for that. Yeah. People that people that protect that system are either rich themselves or believe that they could one day be rich and are quite happy with doing that unfairly at the fucking expense of everyone else who's not rich. But the problem is, because that's the that and you see what you're talking about there, that second person yeah. is a huge problem. Oh hugely. Because yeah. let's face it, rich people are monsters and they will always be. And you could say, Well no you know, what about, you know Bill Gates mm, yeah, Bill actually Gates. gave away ninety percent of his wealth to charity, you know but what? now he's no. a billionaire again. In reality do you know what? That does make them. There's a tier of rich people, and at the top is like your horrifying ones that just don't do anything. Your pure Rothschilds and your all those fucking evil families. And you know what? You're getting you a, little have bit got, of, a little bit of Illuminati there, a little bit of New World Order. Well, you have got your slightly less evil rich people, you know, uh, like Bill Gates or Oprah. That doesn't make them still evil rich people. They're just slightly less evil. Lisa, because they do give some of their money away. Well, when the People's Revolution comes, Oprah will not be spared the guillotine. I'm sorry. I mean... I know you like Oprah. I do. I'm cutting her head off, though. Do you know what it is that really bothers me about Oprah, right? And she's had a really horrible life. And so part of me feels like, shouldn't someone that's had such a horrible life get some comfort in life? But then she does her Oprah's favourite things. And I'm like, you fuck, you're fucking ignorant. Mm-hmm. To, to the, you're all like, oh, look at this blanket. It's only $52. I'm like, right, no one can fucking afford that. You're just, your perspective, because that's the thing. Her perspective is now just, I'm a rich person. Yeah, totally. She doesn't even remember what it's like to be that. And that's the problem, isn't it? People that even come from nothing, once they get that money, once they've had it for a while, they just start justifying it. They just start justifying it to themselves. Yeah, totally. And it's... It's so sad. Ultimately, for the world to be a fair and balanced place, we can't have rich people. Well, not necessarily. Obviously, some people will always be wealthier than others. Yeah. But it's rich to that po- mm-hmm. to that amount. Yeah, totally. It's... It- like, understand that you will always... If you are fucking rich... Like, for a start, your co-workers don't even know you're rich. They probably wouldn't say anything if they knew they probably would be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't like disparage this person to their face all the I time. I would completely still. Yeah, I mean... I'd be like, that's your... You know what? Everyone's got their fucking burdens to bear. And if that's your sad little burden that's not even a burden... I know. Ah, people I know. still talk shit about rich people. I still... I just that's what your burden I is. I don't necessarily think they would say anything no. if they did, you know, dry your eyes on your fucking wads of cash, you absolute cunt. But... It's so shitty and difficult. Do you remember the song Common People by Pulp? Yes. They hate you because you don't need to be making that. Like, you say that like with like a badge of honour. Like, I could be making two and a half times much money as this. Or I could just rely on my trust fund. That's why they fucking hate you. Because of shit like that. Like, what, you're fucking slumming it. You're having a poverty safari. Popping down in the pure NGO or something. It's obviously, I'm assuming it's like a charity or they work in like social care or something. Uh, Bet that's what it, it is. It's like a teacher or something. Yeah, yeah, they hate you. Because, and you know what, the, even, it's even worse about it. You, at least, at the very least your fucking bourgeois immigrant parents made the money themselves you didn't even make that money you just are in line for it because you got fucking fired out the right vagina like seriously right. get a grip of yourself and the thing is I, I think the problem is with with rich, with rich people they just they don't understand and if people could understand other people's perspectives a little more the world would be a better place yes and I think look let's face it money isn't necessarily money shouldn't be important 
It shouldn't be. But we live in a capitalist world, so it's fucking crazy important. And that's what's fucking sad. Now, to a person with money, they don't even need to think about it. And But when you don't have money, it's more than important. If you don't have money, you don't have any sort of security. Life is now a scarier place for you. Mm-hmm. Life is full of fear and uncertainty. And that's why they hate you. Yeah. Because why should why should anyone... Why should... Take two people, right? I'm poor. I, I'm from a ghetto. I don't know anyone that grew up poorer than I did. Me personally. Of course, there is people that grew up poorer yes. than me. But why should I live where I didn't know where my next meal was coming from? Or... I lived in fear and there was so much pressure on me. Everything had to work. The pressure was unbearable. There's so much fear of losing everything. Even when you have something, all you worry about is it going. That Why should I live in a world like that whereas someone doesn't even have to question that? You don't even have to... Th- these things wouldn't even enter your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that fair? Like, how many people are sitting right now in a job that just barely pays the bills thinking, like, I don't even need to be here. I could, I mean, I could make twice as much as this elsewhere. No, no one's thinking that because they don't have the privilege of comfort. They don't have that safety net that can give them a position to be such a dick about your job. To someone like him, money's redundant. And that's the difference. To everyone else, money is their entire universe. Because when you don't have enough of it, it becomes your whole fucking universe. And ultimately, we all would love for it to be fucking redundant in our life. Yeah. But we don't have that choice. And that's what... That's why people hate rich people. Exactly. Because that freedom... Because that's really freedom. Yeah. But the problem is, though, freedom is someone else's misfortune. Yep. Is which is wrong. Which is all, all money. All completely. money is acquired at someone else's expense. Well, that's, all of that's it is. What, that's the point I was trying to get to. Like... Did I cut you off? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I just was oh, no. waiting. That was my... That was, that Look was... at me. Talking over women. <laughs> no, no. That's, that's what I was kind of leading. Like, that's what you have to understand with money. See if you have lots of money. It's at someone else's expense. Yep. And that's why it's it's immoral for rich people to exist. Exactly. Really and, rich people. And just in case anyone thinks that we're just being a couple of little bitter bitches because we don't have lots of money. Oh. The words of Russell Brand. I like this quote, and I'm going to read it to you now. Okay. When I was poor and complained about inequality, they said I was bitter. Now that I'm rich and I complain about inequality, they say I'm a hypocrite. I'm beginning to think they just don't want to talk about inequality. <laughs> great quote. That I, is a that is a great quote. Exactly. Thank you, Russell. That's and I'm not saying inequality. people should give away all their belongings. Like, oh no, I, I, I am. I am. Give it all away. Give it to me. I'll have some of right, it. Right. Well, then you would have it, and then you should give it all away. Like I'm not saying like. If people shouldn't be relatively comfortable, but relatively comfortable, we need to change that idea of what that is. Yeah. Because capitalism provides us with this idea of a life that is we actually don't need. Everyone doesn't need their own like multiple cars and a household and like all these holidays and all this stuff and all these expensive things. Like we do not need that much. There should be like a cap to how rich you could be and it's as wealthy enough that you can live a relatively comfortable life without being overly excessive. You know what I mean? And that would be enough. 
I but agree. To most rich people, the money doesn't even... They have no perspective of even what money is. And what is your advice to this person that has no perspective of what money is? Is it going to be kill yourself? <laughs> is Lisa going to tell them to kill themselves? Oh, I feel worried. Am I going to get in trouble about this? People are going to start coming for me soon. I don't think so. I mean, please, I hope people understand. I don't take suicide lightly. I oh, really you, don't. I, you're retreading this again. You're fine. You can say it. You've explained yourself. I know, but at the same time... Plus, you haven't even said for them to kill themselves yet. I've said it twice. I'm the one that should be explaining it. I just think sometimes the world would be better if people that had no no empathy for how other people suffer would just be gone from the world. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. My advice to this person, check your privilege. I know, and that became such a kind of, kind of, ugh. I haven't heard people saying check your privilege in a while, well, but you should continue, kind of keep checking that privilege. Well, it became kind of annoying because it started to become like, like insane. It it, it became kind of insane in every conversation. Check your privilege, check your privilege, check, you know what I mean? It was, yeah, but then all those people, all those people p- check their privilege, so now they don't have to say it anymore. Well, but the point still stands. It is a really important thing to think about. We need to re-weaponize the privilege check right now. But the problem is with most people, at least he knew he was privileged. Most people don't even know they're privileged. He knows he's privileged to, it. to an extent. He knows about 20% of his privilege, if it is a he. Do you know what I just think we should all have to do? Probably as a he, yeah. In high school, yeah. right, I think we should all be forced to do like a wife swaps type situation and like walk a mile in someone else's shoes and you have to just basically go and live in someone's life for... Two weeks or whatever. Are you that's proposing, dramatically are you different. proposing like government mandated poverty safaris? That's bold. Yeah. That's bold thinking. Well, not just poverty safaris because it could go the other way too. Mm. I think didn't someone do that recently? And, and, and okay, this is keep, kind they of they ended up keeping the smaller house that they, they were like, oh, I like this house, I'll just buy it. Well, this is kind of a random thing for me. I'm really, I didn't really put that much thought into it. It's just a random thought off the top of my head. But I do believe that human beings generally are compassionate and do have the ability for empathy if they're just their perspective has changed slightly and most people that I've met good people that aren't you know they're not necessarily bad people but they will argue to the pure death about protecting their own privilege and so much of that is because they just genuinely don't understand yeah you know what I mean they genuinely don't understand okay if I you feel don't like, understand I feel that a like coal miner got... works harder than a CEO, I mean, you're just dumb. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut you off there because I think you could probably rant about this all day. I know, I really could. I'm sorry. I respect, I respect your opinion, but I'm I would sorry. like to move on to the final problem of the podcast because we are getting on the time. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Thank you very much, Queen. <laughs> all right. Whew, that was a tough one. Right, okay. Uh, so, last problem. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, right, Okay. I have been away from my mother for all of my life and just got into contact with her a few months ago. We've had a great relationship until recently. I got a call yesterday to come over and watch my 13-year-old little brother. She will not leave him home alone. I thought this was strange but didn't think anything of it until he went to the bathroom. After about half an hour, I hear him banging on the wall. I thought he fell or hit something, so I asked through the door if he was alright. He said yes. I went to go sit back on the couch 
and he opened the door, standing with his pants and underwear around his ankles, and said, Well, aren't you going to help me? I didn't think that it would be appropriate for me to wipe a 13-year-old boy's arse, so I told him, No, you can do that yourself. He got angry and screamed and started slamming the bathroom door over and over again while screaming for me to come wipe him. I sat in the front room because under no circumstances am I wiping a 13 year old's butt. I then got a call from my mother asking why I was being mean to her baby. I said, I'm not wiping him. And that's that. She started to talk about how I needed to do it because he doesn't know how. I told her that he's 13 years old and that she needs to teach him. This might have been a little harsh, it wasn't harsh mate, it wasn't harsh at all. <laughs> I don't know, but she came back from the store early and began screaming at me for making her come home and for not helping my brother. I walked out of the house in the middle of her yelling and went home. She's called me and asked to speak about what happened. I haven't responded. I feel like I still like her and I do want a relationship with the family, but I don't know about any of this. I'm sorry if this is too strange or doesn't make any sense. So wait, why has she been apart from from her brother? From well, her so I had to do a bit of background reading on this because I didn't want this to be like, you know, this kid's autistic or something and we're just being like giant assholes. Ah, uh, so right, yeah. So he has no learning disabilities. He's fine. Right. Um, he just doesn't know how to wipe his ass. So this, this I found interesting. He's been away from his mother. Um, he said, my father apparently kept me away from her and told me my mother died all of my life. It's a long story I'd rather not get into. Oh, so it's a guy? Yes, I believe so. For some reason, I, I thought it was a girl. Okay. So, so what do you make of that? A little bit more background information. So, he, he has no disability. <sighs> okay, he's in normal grade levels. Um, He, he apparently is normal. Uh, but, I'll just read this again. <laughs> I feel horrible for saying this and didn't include it in the first post, this is from Reddit, because I thought it wasn't related, but when I walked into his room he was watching 3D animation of lesbian furry characters on his laptop, and when I walked in he shut it off as soon as I saw it. His desktop picture was a busty nude Charizard girl, that's a Pokemon. Thinking about it, our mum was in the living room when I walked in and he wasn't wearing headphones, it was through the speakers. So that was... I mean, I don't know what to make of this whole thing. I really wanted you to come here and fix this because I was just like, uh, what? Uh, first, first things first. Would you wipe a thirteen-year-old's ass if I you mean, didn't know how? Honestly, like, I mean, do, do what do you think? What do you think the answer to that is? Like, never in a million years. <laughs> My God. Like, honestly, there's not enough money in the world. <laughs> so, like, I like honestly. If <laughs> you a, ever need your ass wiped at any point, <laughs> I'm like putting you straight in a home. What about when I'm like really old? And in shit? a home, but I'll be wait. I'll, I'll okay. That's fine. <laughs> Can I, okay, I I'll accept. I'll rag- accept it. <laughs> I'll put a, a rag on a stick. Okay, that's. Can I just oh, shower nice. you? Let's just get a wet room and I'll just shower you. Yeah, that could work. I'll, I'll accept that. That's fine. As long as I'm clean at the end of it. Wipe me. Wipe me, Lisa. <laughs> just get a beady. Why aren't you wiping me? Start slamming the door. Wipe me. Wipe oh my god. me. Oh yeah, it's horrifying. It's, it, I horrifying. Mean, it gave me the fucking it made my skin crawl when I read also, it. I was like, Ugh. Do you not just feel like you could just figure that out? I feel like it's you would not figure that fucking out. Hard. Do you ever remember being taught I mean of course who remembers being toilet trained? But I just feel like probably instinct would take over. It's pretty clear to understand. Yeah. Like if he's you know, if It's not complex. It's not complex at all. Like, like really, it's, at it's all. pretty easy. I'm like quite good at it. I do it successfully <laughs> like 
40 to 50% of the time. It's not that hard, guys. <laughs> I mean, what a poor cunt. I, I don't even know what I'd do in that situation. I mean, I would walk out the house and never speak to any of them ever again. I agree. I'd just be like, later, fuckers. I'm like, just saying, are, right, fuck. if you've known someone Although, for a few months and that's your first no, exposure I, to them no. and your dad has been saying they're dead your entire life, you, the wheels will start to turn what, a little okay, bit. Okay, look, what I would actually do, what I'd actually say to this person is, okay, so... Firstly, you need to call child services. Yeah, a little bit. You need to call child services because technically I feel like that is regarded would be regarded as abuse. Um, second of all, you seem like you've had a bit of a hard time dealing with being the abandonment of your mother, like the forced abandonment and all of that jazz. Like, I don't think you need this. Like, it's not your job to save these people. I think you, you do you, hun. You need to just go and live your life, you know? Do whatever you need to do. And, yeah, let the social services fix this. Yeah. Because, technically, like, forced... Like, the mother is sort of forced infantizing them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Infantilizing? Is that the term? Yeah, I think so. Infantilizing? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Do you think she's still breastfeeding him? I think yes. Or, unless he's just, like... Paraf... The basically the adult baby, it's actually you know he actually knows how to do it. It's went back. He's just he's just developed his fetish really early in life. And what his mum's going along with it? Yeah. Oh God. Some of the mums I I've watched a doc no I'm not a whole doc it's not a whole documentary. I love how I'm specifying this. Yeah. I've watched a bit of a documentary and there was a uh well technically it's not necessarily sexual always. Okay. The adult baby fetish. It's okay. just technically a fetish. It's actually a paraphi- paraphilia. Is that paraphilia, what is that right? Yeah, it's technically not always sexual. A lot of the time it's just like an emotional release in a way. Like a comfort. So, t- I mean, technically well, that he could actually be well aware how to do this, but he's just went like, no, developed that early, super into being an adult baby. Uh-huh. And the mum would go along with it because she had her first baby took away from her. Well, I've seen a mum do it before and it was fucking weird. And they were older, like way older. Like... She was like, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying to play devil's advocate and put myself in her shoes here. I just can't imagine any circumstances where like a sane person would be like, "Yeah, this is fine. I'm going to treat my adult son like a baby. That's okay. Oh, change your nappy, big boy. Oh, it's full. This one, isn't it? Imagine changing an adult's nappy. I mean, obviously, some people have to do that. I'm going to cut me saying this out. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry I said that. That was really that was very crass of me. But I'm just saying by if, choice though, by yeah, choice, by, like, not like, yeah, yeah. By, yeah. Let's face oh, it. Yeah, totally. Some by choice. people are unfortunately forced to wear that, and you know, uh, that's no fault of their own. Oh because my god, of I feel so bad. I'll do, I'll do better. I'll do better. Medical but problems, but no, don't just let by that take choice. away from how weird the situation is. Like that's this. He, she's not wiping the boy through choice after through being forced. Oh my god, I'm so flustered because I've been I've been bad. Oh help me, Jesus. Um, she is not wiping the, her son. She'll be forced to. She's choosing to. It's, I mean, let's be honest. He's thirteen, and she's just never. I'm assuming, like, never let him learn isn't that there, himself. Isn't there something though? So she's putting that on him now. Oh, I really wish I'd known. So this is why it's annoying that I never know what the problems are going to be. Because I wish they'd done some research on this. Because I think there is maybe a condition where parents either see their children as babies or, like, force them into, like, a very young age. Okay. You know, like, and I think there's been cases of, like, women trying to, like, breastfeed older kids and, like, the kids being malnourished and... 
I mean, but I don't think I've ever seen it as old as 13. I mean, like, they're maybe six. Yeah, okay. And, like, the mums try to act like they're a baby. We're going like, down swaddle the... them and shit. Oh, God, that's so weird. We're going down a bit of an amateur psychology route here, right? What if he's just got really short arms? Because <laughs> I do sometimes, since I put on a bit of weight in my old age and got a little bit inflexible, I do sometimes struggle to reach the old butthole. Maybe he's just a little short arms. No, I mean, what, like, was he fucking T-Rex? Like... Well, yeah, a little bit. No, come on. That's not going to be the problem. I, I mean, it could just be that it's not as severe as we're talking about and that yeah. she just kind of babies him and that that's one of the thing, like... Right, but she's turning him into an anime Nazi. Well, no, I mean, she's definitely problematic. Wait, what? Well, I told you, he was she was watching 3D furry porn and he had a fucking a Pokemon with tits as a desktop on his computer. But how is that relevant to not wiping his ass? Because he's... Well, this is what happens to every sort of coddled mummy's boy now, isn't it? That's like... You know, like, the old stereotype of, like, the little <laughs> shitty boy with golden curls looking a lollipop wearing, like, a light blue sailor's outfit? The modern age of that is, like, a pure, like, ponytail, fucking acne-ridden fat man with, like, a monster energy drink, like, leaving fucking snarky comments about murdering women on the internet and, mm. like, jacking off the fucking hentai porn. Yeah, no, no, I get that, but... She's turning them into that. Uh, do you think? Oh, 100%. Like, the only reason, right, the only reason that, that, that came up that he was watching the funny porn was that someone had replied to this guy's post on Reddit uh... and said, she's going to turn him into an anime Nazi, dude. And the guy was right. like, yeah, he's, oh, he's 13. Right. He's already watching funny porn with the speakers on when his mum's in the next room. Right, okay. You get me? It's happening. Well, technically, I get the correlation between the mummy's boy, obviously, and the, you know, how did you describe it? Anime Nazi. Yeah. So, I get that, but it's more the wiping the ass thing. Yeah. It's just a really specific, but I guess, in a way, mummy's boys, you know when you, have you ever been around someone that's, I mean, firstly, I actually really, like, hate mummy's boys. I find it just really, like, I just, I know I'm, personally just repugnant I just I just. I mean you are talking of course about extreme mummies boys and not just some of our lovely listeners who are close to their parents right no I mean that's fine I just mean like the extreme mummies boys yeah you know like the like oh, the mums that like even though I just hate when like the mums do all their washing and like look after them and they, you know the way they, they always do it like look after them way more than they do any female uh, yep, siblings yep. I just find it so odd and weird mm-hmm. and like you know the mums like makes their bed and stuff and it just it does cross lines of like ugh. yeah that's kind of something about Oedipal going on there I mean I guess my examples weren't that extreme making beds <laughs> right doing make the my son's bed and do his washing for him you fucking sick bitch that's you my impression of you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, oh, that's sick. You make your son's bed. Ugh. <laughs> oh, how disgusting. I obviously am talking about fat, much older. It's more well, disgusting because, you know, men like that do tend to just treat all women like their mum. Well, and let's face it, way. a lot of the time when you grow up, well, look, here's the tea, ladies. See, when you, if you are inclined to take a male partner, you will most likely grow up and he will not know how to make the bed or do the washing or do any of these things because his fucking mother has been doing it for him. Uh, well, actually, Lisa, I do know how to do the washing. I've been watching the cats and you just <laughs> lick it. You lick it for hours, right? That's how I do the washing. <laughs> you made me throw my phone because that was so dumb. Sorry. Um. Yeah, so it's just a, it's a very weird thing to do. See, instead of just being like, oh, you know, I'll cook everything for you or like... I'll do everything for you. It's a really weird choice to make to have the butt thing. Yeah. 
oh my god, I just thought of a really dark turn. Oh, oh no, what? Maybe it's is actually like really, really much more inappropriate than we've thought. Maybe it's a sexual assault type situation. All right. Well, on that note, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it could be a guess. She oh could my be god. a paedophile. I mean, this is not a job for us. Let's be very honest. She could honest be a paedophile, and let's face it, could just be. because you're a paedophile doesn't mean that you can't other things. Again, all maybe these... you're like enjoy a bit of scat. And you're a paedophile, and that's what she's into. All these things would explain why the first child got taken away. That's just turned so dark. Right, let's just... Does that mean that the dad knows that the mum's, like, crazy? Maybe. And she's been like... I feel like I could reach out to this person and get some more information. They weren't willing to give any more details about why... You didn't say, would you wipe someone's ass? I'd wipe your ass. Oh, thanks. I can wipe my own ass, thanks. Ah, well... Would you... A sibling... I know you don't have siblings. No. I mean, I have a sibling, and if she asked me to wipe her ass, I'd honestly... Burn the house down. Yeah, with her in it, like, fully. Well, I mean, her, her butt would be clean. <laughs> It'd be, like, fucking cleansed in the holy fire of your retribution. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what the advice is here. I mean, this... To be honest... This has been a, a tough trifecta of I issues. think, look, in all fairness, I think really... I'm emotionally drained. I think really the the person needs to reach out to the mum. Avoiding it's not going to do anything. I think you need to establish contact and have a really, like, real adult conversation about what the fuck is happening yeah. with the ass wiping. And if she says something fucking mental like, oh, you know, you just can't do it or oh, whatever, you need to establish then, make a very rational decision... Are you going to, you know, obviously contact social services or just never see those fucking people again? I'm definitely going to go for a combination of both those things. Fucking anonymous tip and then just leave town. <laughs> never come back. Change your phone number, change your name, dye your hair, get a fucking fake moustache. Like, <laughs> You're trying to escape the pure FBI wife. Yeah, yeah, no, honestly. Get one of those, like, those pairs of glasses that has like the plastic nose and the moustache on it and like a trench coat and just fucking hide out. Hide out in the wilderness somewhere. Yeah, go out of the wilderness. Yeah, that's the best place I mean, to I use feel the like moustache camouflage. Right, the okay. Yeah, it's the only t- yeah, place bears can't recognise you. <laughs> All those squirrels are like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Look at his moustache. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's the only place that would work. I mean, I honestly feel like emotionally drained from that last problem. Just because there's so many layers to I it. I thought it was going to be funny. I, I mean, it was kind of amazing. Yeah, it was. It was horrible. <laughs> well, just because... They're so, yeah, dark turns. Yeah, fucking dark. I mean, it could just be that he's just an incredibly low... We didn't get enough We didn't get enough description of him. He could just be an incredibly gross, disgusting guy and that if someone doesn't do it for him, he just won't wipe. Interesting. That would certainly fit the anime Nancy mould. Hard to say. You know, like, I'm sure I've I seen another... This, I pro- think... Again, I just watch too many weird programmes with just weird stuff in it. But there's another thing where a, a son wouldn't brush his teeth and his mum had to do it for him. Okay. Just right. So I think whatever the situation is, leave. Just, <laughs> like, just leave. Just fucking bail. You, just burn you the house down and you leave. You don't need that shit in your life. That is like, true. Like, it's 2018. It's all about self-care this year. We've got to read your horoscope. What's the year got get to do some with fucking that? moonstones. What, 2015, put some moonstones in your ass. You know, just make sure you're looking after yourself. Do a personality test. You know, find out what your personality type is. Just, you know, give give everyone your birthday and your birth time so they can, you know, do a moon reading or whatever. 
just go with that. Just stay away from that situation. <laughs> Everything get, you said there was complete nonsense. Get, get holistic this year, yeah? <laughs> yeah, just burn the house down and never never speak of it again. Oh, that was never speak of it never, again. Never speak. Yeah, we're never going to speak of it again. It's done. That was a weird one. It was. It was almost as weird as Christopher. <laughs> Christopher was fucking awesome. I love Christopher. Yeah, me too. <sighs> is it Christopher now? Because I'm doubting it. Because everyone else is calling. I've been calling names. it Stephen. You but were calling that's it totally Stephen. I think Rich called it a different name. Other people have said to me like Michael and everything, but then I was so sure the whole time that it's Christopher. The famous talking tummy. Yeah, the talking tummy. But now I'm like, I'm, nah, I, I, think, I think it's the Christopher because I remember her, was she, I remember how she. Christopher's got kind of, choking. Yeah, yeah no, but she got pretty informal when he was choking and she called him Chris. Chris. So yeah, Christopher right. it was. Yeah. I mean, oh. if you know anything about me, I will not forget the name of a talking tummy. No. No. Yeah. No. I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of words. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.